0: Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Alpharetta, it's time for Profit Sense with Bill McDermott.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Profit Sense. This podcast dives into the stories behind some of Atlanta's successful businesses and business owners and the professionals that advise them. We help local business leaders get the word out about the important work they're doing to serve their market, their community, and their profession. I'm your host, Bill McDermott, and this show is presented by McDermott Financial Solutions. McDermott Financial helps business owners with profitability coaching, finding financing, and providing business financial physicals on their businesses. We have two great guests on the show today. Eric Christensen with Bulldog Movers. Eric, so glad to have you on the show.
0: Good morning, and, Bill.
1: Thank you. And Colin Blalock, uh, CPA with Jones & Cobb. Colin, welcome. So glad to have you on the show as well. Good morning. Happy to be here. So, Eric, I'd really like to uh, uh, start with you. Um, topic on everybody's mind is, uh, is really COVID-19. Uh, the pandemic that we're in. So uh, share with us how you're surviving the current COVID-19 crisis.
0: Well, there's certainly been a lot of uncertainty. Um, you know, shockingly, our business has has held out pretty good. I think part of that's due to uh, the real estate market in general. They're, you know, we're in a period of extremely low rates and um, we've got a pipeline. I mean, so when people decide they're going to move their personal residence, you know, that's a six to, you know, normally a six to eight week process. We're kind of on the back end of that on the back the last two weeks, but that pipeline gets, gets filled up and, um, it takes a little while to flush through. So even though the listings are down in, in Metro Atlanta, the, uh, uh, just got something multiple listing service said they're down 30%, um, in, in April, We've actually done okay, and I think that's just because of, of uh, pre book and the fact that this, there's a lag in the, uh, in the actual uh, business as it comes through.
1: So I know we're all kind of uh, navigating uh, under current circumstances, but uh, any sense from you on what the moving and storage market uh, might look like for the remainder of 2020?
0: Another difficult question, but, uh, you know, traditionally, uh, the moving and in storage industry runs a peak season from, you know, April, May, through the end of the summer, uh, primarily related to, uh, you know, getting families into schools and houses before school starts. So, we've got a, a normal peak season where the industry is really um, at overcapacity and so that that works to our favor the fact that we've got the um uh you know an over capacity situation where really there aren't enough movers in the summertime in the winter there's too many and the uh, in the in the summertime there aren't enough to get all the work done so i'm also president of the georgia movers association so i stay pretty close to how everybody else is doing and i think that uh, that's going to help us get through COVID. What the fall holds, I have, I have no idea. I mean, eventually we got to get back to work, or we're all going to be in trouble.
1: Sure, absolutely not. I know this is not your first recession. Uh, kind of a two-part question. Uh, first, uh, how long have you been in business, uh, and then what has made you successful? Uh, not only successful overall, but also successful at navigating the ups and downs of the economy?
0: Well, I acquired Bulldog in 2003. And uh, <clears throat> one of the reasons I bought it is I, um, I'm, a C- I'm a former CPA, a recovering CPA, I guess. And um, so in the um, the Journal of Accountancy, the CPA trade magazine, it said that how important a brand was. Having a brand is very important, and so Bulldog became available. And I thought, well, that sounds like a great brand here in uh, in Georgia, and that was the the primary reason I bought it. The company's been around since 1982, so it was an established brand, and um, I bought it on the strength of the uh, of the name recognition, which is really important.
1: Sure. Now, follow-up for that, uh, uh, your plans as far as for the future of Bulldog movers, uh, once we get through this uh, economic crisis, uh, what do you see on the horizon for you and for Bulldog? Well, you know, I have
0: Bulldog has grown in, um, through acquisition, so I've made, I think, seven different acquisitions, and um, one of them was, my first significant one was Buckhead Movers I bought a bunch of smaller storage operations from van lines. And then most recently, I bought a company called Classic Design Services. And uh, Classic, well, it does traditional moving and storage. Um, it also does decorator and designer uh, receiving, shipping, installation. Um, and as part of Classic, I also bought uh, their fine arts business, which is called CV Fine Arts. and so. Um, in that business, we do um, installation of fine arts, we do storage of fine arts, and uh, it's a pretty small market, but it fits in nicely with Bulldog, Buckhead, and Classic because, in a lot of cases, people want installation services for their art. Uh, we hang TVs, we do other things that traditional moving and storage companies uh, will normally third party um, out or they're afraid to do them. So we do a lot of things that that other moving and storage companies wouldn't do because they
1: require a degree of expertise that most people don't have. I know you've been in this industry for a long time. I'd I'd also be interested in in not only knowing, but also sharing with our listeners, uh, what do you see as the future for moving and storage companies in the U.S.? Well, that's hard. There's been a lot of consolidation
0: in the um, in the industry just within the past couple of years. Uh, Wheaton Van Lines out of Indiana has acquired uh, Beacons. They acquired another, another smaller company called Clark and Reed. Uh, they they acquired um, ARPEN, which is a, a little bit larger carrier, and they acquired a company out of Saginaw, um, Stevens. And so they have consolidated trying to create a network where you can get um, economies of scale and you can get backhaul on, uh, on long distance moves. So they're, they're an interstate carrier. Um, the other two big van lines uh, are um, Serva, which is United and Mayflower. Uh, actually, that's, uh, that's allied North American and Serva and there's Unigroup, which is United and Mayflower. So you see these, uh, these brands consolidating down and trying to get economies of scale out of the network itself and then out of not having to run multiple locations, so they're they're consolidating down within markets also. And um, so that's what I see out there. I mean, there's still a great opportunity for small local mom and pop operators, which is, you know, 80 to 90% of the Georgia Movers Association is small operators. Some have one, one or two trucks, some that might run, you know, 10 or 12 trucks. So there's good opportunity. If you provide good service out there, then, uh, you know, you're going to get
1: referrals and uh, you're going to get business. And speaking of that, if uh, any of our uh, listeners uh, will be making a move, what is the best way for them to get that move scheduled with Bulldog Movers? Always contact me directly. Any any referrals I
0: get, whether it's from a real estate agent or from anybody in any of my networking groups, I've always had them call me first and I just like to find out, you know, who they are, what, what they're, you know, what kind of move they've got coming up. And I will match them up in my organization with the right relocation consultant or customer service representative to take care of them. But I do like to take those calls personally. And a lot of times it could be, I'll refer them on to somebody else, possibly a van line or, um, you know, you've got a lot of, uh, young kids that are moving and they don't have much stuff and you're moving like from, you know, cross country, let's say you're moving from Los Angeles. I've had a lady call me recently moving from Los Angeles. Her daughter is moving um, to Charleston. And I said, sell your stuff and buy new when you get in Charleston, (laughs) because with the price you can buy things at Ikea and uh, you know, Wayfair and all these internet things, it's really, you know, questionable as to whether or not you want to invest that money as a young person. I say box your stuff up, send it UPS if you have to, and sell your furniture and donate it and, and rebuy when you, um, when you get, uh, to your new location. And so sure. that could, that could be it. It could just be saying, Hey, you know, I loved your move. That's what we do, but I can't recommend it. I've turned away more business with friends, uh, And, um, you know, I just, I'm going to tell people the truth and and tell them what I think is the best thing to do. Now, if they've got the money and they want to spend it, I'm happy to move it. I'm happy to store it. Sure.
1: And Eric, is there a good email or phone number that uh, our listeners should call? There is. They can call me
0: on my cell phone at 770-318-3772. That's the best way to reach me. They can also text me. And uh, I'm available also at Eric, E-R-I-K, at bulldogmovers.net.
1: Again, Eric, E-R-I-K, at bulldogmovers.net. Well, Eric, thanks so much, and I appreciate uh, our relationship. We've known each other for, uh, gosh, I guess the better part of 15 years. Uh, I've watched uh, the great work that you've done, and uh, uh, I know if any of our listeners out there are looking for someone to help them move. Uh, uh, you're the mover of choice, in my view. Yep. Well, I'll certainly give them good advice, and I'd love to move them. Great. Well, thanks again. Uh, I'm going to switch over to uh, Colin Blaylock. Uh, Colin and I have also known each other probably even a little bit more than 15 years. But, Colin, uh, uh, so excited for you to be on the show today. And and certainly, accounting is a, is a pertinent topic. So, I'm going to just start off uh, asking you, what do you feel like makes uh, your firm, Jones and Cobb, unique as an accounting and CPA firm?
2: Well, I'm sort of like a mosquito a nudist colony. I don't know where to start. There's so many different <laughs> aspects of this. Um, we, there are six shareholders. We have um, experience with international CPA firms all the way down to local firms. Uh, I'm a um, former IRS agent I'm a recovering revenue agent I think like a revenue agent I understand what they're what they're doing how they're doing it I was I used to train revenue agents on how to interview so I have the interview um, information uh, anytime anybody goes through an audit we go through the interview so that they'll know what's coming and, and what's there um, and I'm much like Eric I I was interesting he said that because Uh, I I will sit down and talk with anybody that thinks they have a problem or may have a problem. And if I can help them, I will. But if I can't do it economically and if if I'm not the right person, technically or for whatever reason, I will get them to the right person. Um, I tell the story. I had a, a lady come to me who had a serious issue for her. It was not, a real complicated issue. Uh, I knew where she lived, and I had a friend of mine that was also a former IRS agent that lived close to her, worked close to her, and I referred her there. About two, two months later, I got this phone call from an individual who had a very significant tax problem. I'm sitting down talking with him saying, how did you find me? And this lady said, you go talk to Colin first. And if he can help you, he will. And if it's if he thinks somebody else can do it better, he'll get you to the right person. And they turned out to be a, a very very nice client for many years. So if, um, it it's worked out well. Um, that I guess in a nutshell is why we're a little bit different. We we have expertise. We can do anything. We have people that worked with SEC companies, um, and uh, we've grown our own. Uh, we have two female shareholders, four male shareholders. Our staff is probably 50-50 male and female.
1: Well, that's a great story uh, that you shared about that, uh, that lady. You just never know where your next piece of business is going to come from. I want to switch the conversation over a little bit now to COVID-19, certainly in the accounting and tax profession. A uh, lot of hand-holding that's been going on. Uh, a lot of questions about PPP. Uh, you've got a ton of uh, experience and expertise. Uh, what guidance can you give to businesses as we go through COVID-19 problems?
2: Well, probably one of the biggest, and I know you're a reformed banker, uh, and that's important too. Uh, they need to be working with their bank, and if they were working with their bank, there's some things that they need to get together as far as their payroll, what they're paying, how they're paying it. Um, if they've been maintaining the payroll, that's important. Uh, and get get their documentation together, their 940, 941s, which is their payroll, um, what they're paying, how they're paying it. Work with the banker, uh, and then the banker will work with the accountant to come up with the information you need to get them. The loan, And then document, document, document.
1: Yep, that's for sure. Now, I've also heard you talk about the green box exercise. What is the green box exercise and how does it work for our listening audience?
2: Uh, very, very quickly, you should Google the green box exercise and it's how to get your financial affairs in order while you have time to sit down and say, This is what I want to have happen. And there's a story about a man flying home and he called his son and said, I'm going to be flying my plane home. And son said, hey, is there a bad storm? Is a tsunami coming. Don't do it. Don't come. He said, well, I don't think I'm going to have a problem. But if something happens, remember the green box in the closet. He flies home, gets caught in the tsunami, crashes. They're at the funeral. They come home and they're sitting around and the son remembers the green box and he went and looked in the closet for the green box and in the green box there were individual letters to each of the family members but there was a list of all the assets he owned everywhere he owned property everywhere he had a bank account anybody he owed Um, and it made it so much easier for the family to go through well while you have time, and this is a great time because you can't go anywhere. You're quarantined. uh, Make a list of all your assets. Make a list of all your passwords. Make a list of what bills you get electronically, what bills you get by paper, so that if something were to happen to you, somebody could step in and know where it was. And then tell somebody where the list is. Um, I do two things. One, I have one in a safety deposit box. I had one lady tell me, well, I've got mine and it's in a lock safe at my house. Well, that was great. But if a tornado hits the house, the locked box may be gone. I had one couple that was on the lake. And I said, well, if, if the safety deposit box that you have or the, the box you have, is at the bottom of the lake, it doesn't do people a lot of good. So make the list, tell somebody where it is, and keep it two places. I have one in my house, and my family knows where it is. I have one at work. If my house blows up, I've got the one at work. If my house and my office blow up, i got more problems than that, and I'm not going to worry about where my list is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's – it's it's a great time to sit down, make the list, identify where you own property, what you own, what you're expecting, where your accounts are, who's on the account. Um, just get your house in order.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a great story. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, along the lines of, uh, again, advice and expertise, uh, the saying goes that cash is king. Uh, especially as we go through a pandemic, so uh, in in your opinion, how much cash do you need, and where should you hold your cash?
2: Well, uh, it depends on, uh, as Clint Ace would say, "Do you feel lucky?" Um, <laughs> I, I I like to have a minimum, a minimum of three months, more a six month period of time of the expenditures that you spend on a monthly basis, groceries, mortgage payments, utilities, insurance, what a health insurance, whatever it is, have three to six months worth of that in cash that you can get to that you're not dependent on the market for it to be positive. For example, if you had all that money in the stock market back in November December, Right now, you don't want to have to liquidate anything to get to the cash, but if you have it in a money market account or in CDs, somewhere that you can get your, your funds, if if you were to lose your job, you would have money for the next three to six months to cover expenses. If you decided, hey, I can't do this anymore, and you quit, you've got money for the next three to six months to decide what you want to do and how you want to do it, and I keep hearing about these people that are two weeks from being homeless or two weeks from being completely out of money. How do you get that much money? Well, it'd be great if you just took a chunk of money and put it aside, but a lot of people don't have that. But you could start with $25, $50, $100 a month and start putting it into a separate account. And that separate account can be there when you have the problem.
1: Yeah, I have a client that calls that sleep insurance. Uh, having cash in the bank helps him sleep at night.
2: Exactly. I also have people that have uh, have an account called STIRS. Screw the IRS. I'm putting the money over here, and I'm going to spend that money on things that I need um, if I need it. So sleep insurance <laughs> sounds... <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I know you've been speaking on body language for many years. I'm curious, and I'm sure our audience is curious, how did you get introduced to that subject? Uh, And then why do you speak on that topic? And by the way, you do it very well, because I've seen several of your talks. Well, thank you.
2: Thank you. It's fun. Um, How did I get introduced? I was waiting on my wife to um, spend a gift certificate at a bookstore, and it was tax season. I did not want a novel. I did not want anything I had to keep up with who was killing who or what was happening. And they had this book that was on sale. And it said, uh, The Secret Language of Success, Getting What You Want. And I opened it up and I scanned a couple of pages. And I said, that's sort of interesting. So I bought it for $4.98. And that started me down this road. Every night I would read 15 pages. I would limit myself to 15 pages. I'd go to work and I did not tell anybody I was reading this book. And I'd be sitting there and say, I saw that. I know what you're thinking. I saw that. I know how you're reacting. And I kept doing that all the way through the book. And it was just absolutely amazing. But accountants are great problem solvers. They pay attention to the facts. A lot of times they don't pay attention. To the body language, they don't pay attention to what somebody's really telling them. So I started doing presentations for CPAs to say, "Hey guys, you need to pay attention." And I've read now probably nine books. I've got six of them that are my favorite. Um, the Secret Language of Success by uh, David Lewis was my first one, and it's it's fun. Uh, probably the neatest one to read was the definitive book on body language by Barbara and Alan Pease. Um, It brings you all the way up through Clinton and his depositions. It's quite interesting. Um, The one that started it all is Telling Lies by Paul Eggman. It is the hardest book I have ever tried to read in my life. If you like calculus, you may like it. If you don't like calculus, I would probably (laughs) skip that. Or check it out in the library. You can return it. But uh, it's fun. Uh, and it, and you can communicate a lot better with people if you understand what they are thinking and how they are reacting to it.
1: Yeah, I think I've heard that body language or uh, roughly 93% of communication is nonverbal. Uh, right. Body language, Uh I think 7% of communication is actually the words that you say.
2: Right, 7% is what you say. 38% is how you say it. There's a difference between thanks a lot and thanks a lot. Same word. Yeah. Yeah. But the body language and how it's presented is the majority of it.
1: So I'm going to switch topics on you. Uh, uh, I want to talk a little bit about roadmaps uh, for anyone uh, starting a business. By the way, I started a business in the last recession. And so uh, I wanted to ask you and uh, have you share with our audience, do you have a roadmap on how to start a business?
2: Yeah, well, you had great timing, didn't you, the, the, oh, starting your business? You started in a recession. <laughs> Give me a break. I, I still remember when you started that business and you uh, had a group of people around and said, who would have thought that I could have done that? And everybody there raised their hand except you. So, You're right. Um, Oh, are right. Oh, oh it was, uh, it's interesting. Um, my roadmap would be, number one, find a good attorney, find a good accountant, sit down and, and start sketching out what you want to do, and then talk with them about how you do it. Because there are not only pitfalls, but there are cliffs that if you go off, you could hurt yourself more than you would ever anticipate hurting yourself. Um, But once you have a strong attorney, a strong accountant, sit down do your plan, then get a good banker. And those three things are, to me, the keys. Um, You got to decide what you want to do, but then how are you going to do it? Uh, There's different legal and tax issues. Do you want to be a... Limited liability company, the LLC. Do you want to be an S corporation? Do you want to be a single member LLC? There's advantages and disadvantages to each one of those. And have somebody sit down and say, Bill, what are you going to do? Tell me what you're trying to do. Tell me what you're trying to accomplish. And then look at the advantages and disadvantages of each one of these. And you can come up with a a good plan.
1: Well, and certainly, uh, for our listening audience, uh, you sat me down when I started my business 11 years ago and, uh, gave me a good roadmap, things that I needed, like making sure I got my SS4 letter, uh, making sure that I had an operating agreement. Uh, and Eric, I'm going to bring you into this conversation too, because, uh, you know, uh, the two of you and us as a group uh, having a personal board of advisors like the uh, Atlanta Executive Forum that we've been involved in uh, have been uh, incredibly invaluable. I think uh, the fact that our group has uh, held each other accountable as well as been a resource uh, has really been something special. Uh, and you too, uh, Colin, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done, not only for me, uh, but also for, uh, for your clients on not only getting them started, but also keeping them going. Uh, Eric, you and I have known each other, uh, you know, for 15 years. I've appreciated your expertise, your background in accounting, how you've, uh, led your company, Bulldog Movers. And so I can't thank both of you enough. For being part of our uh, Profit Sense show today. So, Eric, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Bill. My pleasure. Uh, it's been fantastic. Really appreciate your efforts here. Yeah. And Colin, thanks again for uh, for
2: being with us today. I, I can't thank you enough. Well, my pleasure. And if I can help anybody, let me know. Uh, my contact uh, number, uh, my, my phone, um, probably the best is my office and it's 404-262-7920 404-262-7920 it's really odd it's Jones and Cobb but it's spelled K-O-L-B so it's Jones J-O-N-E-S and Cobb K-O-L-B um, and you have to have a weird name to work there I guess Colon and Cobb um,
1: <laughs> thank Elfland, you Do you want to share your email address for our listening audience? If anybody needs some accounting or tax help?
2: Sure. It's my initials, C-E-B, as in Colin Edward Blaylock, at Jones, J-O-N-E-S, Cobb, K-O-L-B.com. All one word, JonesCobb.com.
1: Well, guys, thanks again for being on the show. If you want to keep up with the latest in pro-business news, follow us on social media for the latest stories. If you want to listen to future Profit Sense podcasts, you can find us on ProfitsenseRadio.com. This is Profit Sense with Bill McDermott signing off. Make it a great day.